It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And this week for the week of March 26, 2020, show number 236. We have all kinds of fun as we're thinking about our planet, thinking about each other, and giving a little bit of positivity this week here at the show, as we have none other than Simon Baker stopping in here this week. Now, Simon Baker, you may know from the DCOM original movie, Buffalo Dreams. He's also in Shanghai Noon, iRobot, The Missing, and currently you can see him going all around the world on native planets. And Simon's going to be stopping in, chatting with us about what it was like being part of Buffalo Dreams, filming in this great location, BMX biking with all the different cast and crew from the film, as well as working with such great people like George Newbern, Ron Howard, and many others. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team, and you have the questions and he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know. We also have Dominic with the latest from the Disney Plus streaming services, as now you have all the time in the world to binge-watch all those favorites and classics and ones you may have not even known existed, and Dominic's going to unfold all of that for you. We have Jeremy taking a look back with This Week in Disney History, as well as Frank with a little bit of wit and whim with Walt's Quote of the Week. We have Caitlin here with all the wonderful women of Disney and... And of course, Daryl crossing over from the pond to give us all the latest from the Disney parks with Disney Parks in 5. There's all kinds of news hot off the D-wire from the Animal Kingdom, the Magic Kingdom, Disneyland, Disney Channel, the Disney Cruise Lines, lots of Disney, of course, Star Wars, Muppets, Marvel, and so many other things. So before we jump into the show this week and kick things off and make it all kinds of fun, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castles and Dreams Travel. And Castles and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation and make all of it the most magical experiences you could possibly have. And right now, during these hard times, they can also help you with planning for future vacations once all this passes and you want to go back and get a little bit of the magic. So definitely check them out. Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to jump into our planet, jump into the fun, be positive to each other, and remember, all it takes is one stone tossed into a river, tossed into an ocean to make a wave, to make it positive and really have an effect on each other. So let's officially kick off show number 236 for the week of March 26th, 2020. Flies wings set off a swarm the world away. What if they're riding the smallest of things could power the strongest hurricane? What if it all begins inside? We hold the key that turns the tide. Oh, can set the sea in 
pristine places left on earth and in each of them live people who continue a way of life in harmony with nature that has been passed down for thousands of years what can we learn about our planet if we listen to the stories they have to tell and the wisdom they have to share Walt Disney Pictures invites you on an extraordinary journey to every corner of the world to discover the mysteries and the beauty of the place we call home. Sacred Planet, narrated by Robert Redford. Coming soon to Disney DVD.
my name is Irene Bedard, the speaking voice of Disney's Pocahontas, and you are listening to Diz Radio. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, so I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff here for show number 236 for the week of March 26, 2020, as we're getting ready to be a little bit more positive here this week, give back to our environment, to people, and many other things with Simon Baker from Disney Channel's Buffalo Dreams, as well as Native Planet and so much more. We have the D-team stopping in with Aaron, Dominic, Jeremy, Frank, Caitlin, and Daryl and so many other things on the horizon. So before I jump into the news here, hot off the D-wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, so many other places. Just search Diz Radio, Disney On Demand, or Disney Blue and it's BLU, all of which will help you find our fun, unique, magical, different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes or the podcast listing of your choice, search Diz Radio, Disney Blue, or Disney On Demand, hit subscribe right there and get the latest shows as they get released on your iPhone, your Android, the device of your choosing, so you can listen to the show instantly right away as soon as the magic gets released. And remember, it's even easier. All you have to do is ask Alexa. You can say, Alexa, Play Disney Blues Diz Radio podcast, and she will play the latest show for you right there as well. So many different ways to stay connected here at the show. And remember, all you got to do is go to DizRadio.com and find all these links there as well. Now, news hot off the D-wire here. Now, there's not a ton of news because everything is still in shutdown mode. With the coronavirus going on and so many other things and many people on the staying safer at home policy going on in their hometowns, and so much more, we figured let's bring a little bit of positivity, a little bit of fun, a little bit of whimsical here this week here at the show and make it just fun and magical for all of you. But there is not a ton of news. If the parks aren't open and if movies are in shutdown mode, there is not a lot going on. Last week, we talked about how Onward was officially released on digital so you could watch Onward, the newest Disney film that got released. It is coming to Disney Plus on April 3rd and many other things like that. But... Let's get into a little bit of news that is going on. And how about meeting a porcu pet? Yes, Disney Animals Kingdom welcomes adorable newborns, even though the park is closed. Now, what's black and white and cute all over? Disney Animal Kingdom's newest addition, a zebra. Yes, the 65-pound girl who has yet to be named was born to a first-time mom, Heidi, on March 21st. Within her first 30 minutes in the Magic Kingdom, well, Animal Kingdom, the little zebra was already standing on her own and her very long legs, according to the Disney Animals Care team. Now, as they said, Heidi is using her natural parenting skills by sticking close to her very active and curious baby girl and making sure to imprint, bond, and nurse to the baby zebra. Now, her arrival marks the third zebra birth at the Walt Disney World Resort this year as part of Animal Kingdom. Now, the park and Disneyland itself are currently 
currently closed due to the coronavirus pandemic, but it isn't stopping nature from fully happening. Now, this is not the only newborn that has happened at the Animal Kingdom in recent weeks as well. Now, born to mom Perry on February 25th, the baby girl is also known as a porcu pet. Now, according to the Walt Disney World veterinary team, porcu pets are covered in fine red fur coats, but they're also born with tiny quills underneath, which will begin to harden just hours after birth, making them a full-fledged porcupine. Now, those quills are actually helped the team determine the baby's gender. So these are great things, great additions happening at the Animal Kingdom. Nature isn't stopping due to the pandemic, the coronavirus, cute little baby things. And if you go to the Animal Kingdom website and the Magic Kingdom website, you can see these animals in action live on camera, and it is adorable. Now, moving along here, since we are talking about pandemics, and this one has nothing to do about it, but how about the Coast Guard rescuing a man from a Disney cruise ship anchored off of Port Canaveral? Now, a crew member aboard the Disney cruise ship anchored near Cape Canaveral was rescued on Wednesday by the Coast Guard. Now, Coast Guard officials said the 43-year-old man on the Disney Fantasy had a heart attack Wednesday morning. Now, the Coast Guard vessel brought the man into Port Canaveral, and an ambulance took him to the hospital. Now, the ships often have crews of over more than 1,000 people as we know, to keep these things going for everybody's entertainment, fun, and shipping, I guess, ventures. Now, they often live aboard the ship. Now, some of them cannot go onshore much because they're not U.S. citizens. Now, there's no reports of anyone with the coronavirus aboard any of the ships currently anchored off of Port Canaveral, but the cruise lines are doing everything they can to keep the disease from ravaging the crews on the board. Now, the man itself, they said, is in sturdy condition. Now, some of the ships are traveling to the Bahamas to allow crew members some occasional shore leave, so that way they can actually get on land a little bit. Now, ships have been returning to Port Canaveral for supplies on a rotating basis, with up to nine cruise ships using the port while the cruise business is on hold. So, hopefully this will get going again, but hey, at least they were able to rescue this man that is part of the Disney Cruise Line. Now, let's get to Disney+. Plus. Now, last week we talked about a variety of different things, how you don't want to watch Darby O'Gill and the Little People because it is a poorly dubbed version on Disney+. Plus. But yes, Disney apparently edited Lilo and Stitch on Disney+. Plus. Yes, you heard me right. The beloved film. Everybody loves Stitch. Now, every now and then you'll come across a Disney movie that's been slightly modified, changed from the original. Everybody knows this from Star Wars, right? Lucas has tinkered with those like there's no tomorrow. Let's talk about the lyrics in Aladdin. Yes, the lyrics from the VHS release to the DVD release of Aladdin, entirely different there as well. And now, how about Lilo and Stitch, the 2002 film? And what we're talking about is specifically the scene after Ving Rain's Cobra Bubbles, the ex-CI agent turned social worker, stops by Lilo and Nani's house. Now, he isn't pleased with the state of her living conditions. Now, as you recall, Nani gets mad at Lilo, making a bad impression and chases her around the house trying to find her. Now, when she finds her... She pops out of a dryer that she was hiding in. Yeah, she was hiding in the dryer. She pops out. They find her there. Well, now it has been changed. And this has been pointed out by TikTok user Jamie Ruda 32 If you pull up Lilo and Stitch on Disney+, Plus, yes, as I said, she's not hiding in the dryer anymore. But now they changed the front of the dryer to be the inside of a little commode behind a pizza box. Now, you might be wondering, why is this such a big deal? Why is this something that uh, is entirely needs to be changed? Well... I'm guessing Disney changed it because they don't want to, you know, let's just say they're parenting for the parents nowadays. They don't want a little kid to watch this and then try to hide in a dryer. 
I guess that's pretty much the best way to put it. So they're stupefying the movie because they need to go ahead and make sure that they are looking out for the parents, not teaching their kids that that's not the right thing to do. So that has changed as well on Disney+. And with that, that's all I have for news here this week, all of you D-heads. Like I said, it is a light week with everybody being safer at home, staying at home, coronavirus, and so much more. But hey, you have the questions. He has the answers. Aaron's going to answer all those questions, and I want to know. We have Dominic with the latest from Disney Plus for your channel surfing purposes. We have Jeremy taking a look back at this week in Disney history. We have Frank with the quote of the week, Caitlin with the wonderful women of Disney, and Daryl with Disney Parks in 5. So we have all kinds of fun on the horizon as we gear up for Simon Baker from Disney Channel's Buffalo Dreams, iRobot, Shanghai Noon, The Missing, Native Planet, and so much more. So before I release the reins here to the D-Team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castles and Dreams Travel. And Castles and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation and make it magical. Hold your hand, walk you through the process, and right now with everything in shutdown mode, now is the time to start planning for the future. Because once we are allowed to go out of our houses, we have this pandemic under control we're going to want to visit the happiest place on earth. So definitely check them out. Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it's time to go on an adventure. Whether that's an adventure in the basement, in the backyard, hanging out with your family, your friends, your children, all the people that are locked in the house with you during this pandemic, it's time to go on an adventure. Make an adventure. Make it fun. Make it whimsical. And let's press on for show number 236 for the week of March 26, 2020. <laughs> Oh, how I envy you! Not everyone has the chance to face the unspeakable terrors of the great unknown. Today's the day. In only a matter of moments, you'll all be on your way. What lurks around the corner, not a soul can say. But I can guess, more or less. Hidden dangers, great to rest. Ah, the moment of glory is close at hand. It's gonna be grand. Adventure is a wonderful thing. Pack only the essentials, I'll tell you what to bring. Your strength, your nerve, your hearts, your wits, and for Scalvasaurus attacks, the first aid kits. Adventure is a hoot and a half. You'll face unearthly dangers and look at them and laugh. The claws, the teeth, the chase, the thrill. You'll never want to come home. Maybe you never will. That's the beauty of adventure. It's strictly sink or float. It runs you till you're ragged and it grabs you by the throat. You struggle to survive it though the chances are remote. Lucky you. Wish I was coming too. Adventure is a wonderful thing. I almost forgot the very best part. You not only get to save your friend from the most dangerous place, namely Skull, but from the most dangerous part of the most dangerous place, the Eye of the Skull itself. Oh, mother. And you, General Boo, off you go, marching high and low. Your friend waits at the end, right here. Take a look. The map is perfectly clear. With your excellent sense of direction, you've nothing to fear. 
through the quicksand and the chasms, tempting fate and fighting spasms, dodging avalanching boulders. Remember, Christopher Robin's fate rests completely on your shoulders, Excuse me. Oh. It's up to you. That's the beauty of adventure. The threatening and the dread. I can't think of another thing I'd rather do instead. Perhaps you could join us? No, no, you go ahead. Lucky you. Tally-ho and toodle-doo. Ready now? Noble chin. Chest out. Tummy in. Make a fracas. Have a fling. Drop a postcard. Give a ring. Get the lid out. Time to swing. Whoop-dee-doo and bada-bing. Adventure. you doomed to never return, I salute you twice! They're thousands of miles from their home, and they're headed into the unknown wilds of Africa. This is totally insane. We are two kids from L.A. about to spend two days walking through the uncharted wilderness where animals eat kids from L.A. Their mission, a daring rescue. Duma! Their only ally, a half-pint hero named Morogo. We have a saying, trouble does not ring a bell. Their chances for making it as remote as the land itself. Look out! Boy, do we need some help. In the great Disney tradition comes a story of friendship, courage, and survival. You expect us to eat termites? Hmm. They're not even dead yet. A breathtaking new adventure. We gotta save Duma. That'll take you into the very heart of the African wilderness. Duma! Walt Disney Pictures, Cheetah and Friends. Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime. I am Turkwing Duck. And I'm also Jim Cummings. And you are listening to Disney On Demand. Keep up the good work. You have questions. We have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, in these scary times, I hope all are well out there and that you're being safe. Hope this podcast can take your mind off things for a while. So keep on sending in those questions, and let us be your distraction. Let's reach into the virtual mailbag and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Tyrese Jackson, Detroit, Michigan, and he writes, Aaron... Hope lockdown is going good and everyone is binging classic Disney movies. My question is about something I remember on the Disney Channel years ago. It was a documentary style show about our planet. I can't remember the name, but know they connected a ton of Disney names to it. I looked up Our Planet, Disney Planet, Save Our Planet, but still no help. I believe you're remembering Sacred Planet. Sacred Planet is a 2004 documentary. Robert Redford provided narration for the film. It was released on April 22, 2004. This shows exotic places that still exist 
and gives new insights into the Earth's diverse landscapes, peoples, and animals. From the last remaining old-growth forest of British Columbia, the snowy peaks and glaciers of Alaska, the red rock canyons of Utah and Arizona, the tropical jungles and underwater mysteries of Borneo, the ancient ruins of Thailand, and the remote deserts of Namibia to the white sand beaches of New Zealand. This film is available to watch on Disney+. Plus. I'll definitely have to add it to my list of things to watch. Well, our next question is from Henry Thompson of North Carolina, and he writes, Diz Radio, so glad you're back this week since the world is falling apart and really hope we're now back to every week having shows. I know you've had some ups and downs this last year, so very happy it's back. I have a question about an old song I cannot recall, but in my head I remember it. It had a bunch of old Disney stars on it, singing together like Kurt Russell, Billy D. Williams, Donny Osmond, Fred Savage, and more. Any thoughts? Well, I'm definitely giving a shout out to our music guru, Jonathan, for this one. Voices That Care is a 1991 song written by David Foster, Linda Thompson, and Peter Cetera, and recorded by a supergroup of popular musicians, entertainers, and athletes. The song was released as a single on March 13, 1991, by Giant Records. The song was produced by Foster. The group of people involved was also collectively known as Voices That Care, and was shown as such on the single release and marketing materials. The charity single and supporting documentary music video were intended to help boost the morale of U.S. troops involved in Operation Desert Storm, as well as supporting the International Red Cross organization. The documentary, which followed the recording of the single to the song's video presentation to the troops in the Middle East, aired on Fox on February 28, 1991, coincidentally the day fighting in Desert Storm ended. So many people sang on this song, it's more than I can name. Not just singers, but celebrities, actors, and sports stars were involved. It's available to listen to and watch on YouTube. I enjoyed hearing it again. Well, our final question this week is from Heather Adams from Utah, and she writes, Aaron the Man, hope you get this question, and the D-Team. Great show, and so happy you're back, and Jen was so adorable to listen to. Since I've been home with the quarantine, I've been going through my old Disney VHS tapes. I came across one for the movie Cheetah. Love this movie. I haven't signed up for Disney Plus yet, but it got me wondering if movies like this are available on it. Well, this is a great movie. Cheetah, also known as Cheetah and Friends, was released in 1989. Motion picture was loosely based on Alan Kalio's novel, The Cheetahs. It was shot in Nairobi, Kenya. This motion picture features the phrase Akuna Matata, which became famous when Disney released The Lion King five years later. The film is about an American boy and girl, while spending six months in Kenya with their scientist parents, adopt a cheetah, only to realize they must set it loose so it can learn to hunt and be free. However, when the animal is captured by poachers, planning to race it against greyhounds, the two city kids, along with a young African goat herder they befriended, head off into the wild to rescue the cheetah. It's available to watch on Disney+. Plus. Other movies you might love on Disney Plus that are similar, The Incredible Journey, Benji the Hunted, Whispers and Elephant's Tale, 
Trail of the Panda, and The Biscuit Eater. And that's just a few of the great movies available, so get signed up already. You won't regret it. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for great questions. Keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. So far away There You had to take a stand In someone else's land Life can be So strange I wish We never had to choose To be the way
Cooper in their dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kirk right down that Winnie the Pooh is one of those characters that you're sort of just born knowing about lovely day isn't it wish I could say yes the entire story takes place in the course of a day Pooh wakes up in the morning absolutely famished so that sets him out on his journey to find some honey and in the process of visiting his friends he actually discovers that his pal Eeyore has no tail that accounts for a good deal so they decide to have a contest to find Eeyore's tail. The winner of that contest will ultimately get a pot of honey, which, of course, Winnie the Pooh wants more than anyone. Just then, Pooh spotted a note. I did. Pooh can't make heads or tails of it. It says, gone out, busy, Baxson. Owl is, uh... Is a little at sea because Pooh and Piglet and Eeyore have come to them with this monumental task, which basically he doesn't know what to do. Our dear friend Christopher Robin has been captured what? by a creature called the Baxon. Much of the story revolves around their attempts to trap this beast that is in the Hundred Acre Wood. Misspellings and misinterpretations ensues, and you're never going to believe this, but they go off on the wrong tangent. Who'd have thunk it? Hmm. Little bit more. Ooh, um, there you are. One area that we thought we could, uh, you know, sort of update was the humor. And we started with casting. I like the sound of that. The wonderful voice actor Jim Cummings does uh, both those characters. Pooh and, and Tigger, those are very iconic voices. Is that you, Tommy? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of Disney's Quote of the Week. I am your host, Frank, and this week's quote I thought was very fitting for Winnie the Pooh. Given that everything that's going on in the world and how our world is currently changing every day, every minute, you could always count on Winnie the Pooh for a sign of inspiration, words of wisdom, something to bring your spirits up. Now, Winnie the Pooh, also called Pooh Bear and Pooh, is a fictional anthropomorphic teddy bear created by English author A.A. A. Milne. The first collection of stories about the character was a book was the book Winnie the Pooh, 1926, and this was followed by The House at Pooh Corner, 1928. Many also included a poem about the bear in the children's verse book When We Were Very Young, 1924, and many more in Now We Are Six, 1927. All four volumes were illustrated by E. H. Shepard. Now, the Pooh stories have been translated into many languages, including Alexander Leonard's Latin translation, Winnie el Pooh, which was first published in 1958, and in 1960 became the only Latin book ever to have been featured on the New York Times bestsellers list. Now, in 1961, Walt Disney Production licensed certain film and other rights of Milne's Winnie the Pooh stories from the estate of A.A. A. Milne and the licensing agent Stephen Schlesinger Incorporated and adapted the Pooh stories using the unhyphenated name Winnie the Pooh into the series of features that would eventually become one of the most successful franchises. In popular film adaptations, Pooh has been voiced by actors such as Sterling Holloway, Hal Smith, and Jim Cummings. Now, today's quote from Winnie the Pooh comes from the film Pooh's Most Great Adventure. And it goes, You're braver than you believe, and stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Well, that's all the time I have for this week. 
Stay safe out there. Stay inside. Stay home. And remember, have a magical week. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. All of us here in the Magic Kingdom are glad to have you with us on this special day. Whether this is your first time visiting us or your 100th, we welcome you to our family of more than 500 million guests. As Roy Disney said on opening day in October 1971, May Walt Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place. A magic kingdom where the young and young at heart of all ages can laugh and play and learn together. From all of us in the Disney family, we hope you enjoy your day here in the magic kingdom, the most magical place on earth. And now, for your safety and the safety of those around you, we ask that you walk slowly and carefully to your first destination. Have a great day. This is Dan Cockrell, former Vice President of the Magic Kingdom, and you're listening to Diz Radio. Hello from Neverland. My name is Jeremy, and I am the head lost boy here in Neverland, and, well, they call me the Spider-Pan. I'll talk a little bit more about this a little bit later, but for now, welcome to Great Moments in History, but only the Disney Parks. So the Disney Parks are currently closed. Hi there, this is Jeremy with your Disney History Report. And I was curious about other times the Disney parks have closed in the past. I'm sure you've already heard on 9-11-2001, they closed the parks for safety reasons because we didn't know what might get hit. And Disney was afraid, you know, large gathering of people, iconic parks might have been a target. So we do know, of course, of one time that they closed for that. There's also been some recorded bits of history in Orlando where there were closings due to hurricanes. In fact, in 2004, I found Hurricane Charlie, Hurricane Francis, and Hurricane Jean all happening in that same year, causing the parks to close. I've even heard stories of when they close the parks, they will still have a good time with the guests in the resorts, in the hotels, and things like that. Uh, Hurricane Floyd happened in 1999. Hurricane Matthew in 2016. Hurricane Irma, even in 2017, caused closures in the Orlando parks. I also found some closures for the uh, Disneyland parks in 1963 after John F. Kennedy had been assassinated. There was a day of observance and national mourning that occurred where they did close the park. That was November the 23rd in 1963. Now, there were some weather-related closures also in Disneyland in 1987 and 1992. In fact, May 4th, 2005, Disneyland closed uh, as part of Medium Celebration honoring its 50th anniversary. So there's been some weather-related, there's been other type of things that happened. Uh, there was mention on one, but I couldn't seem to knuckle anything down uh, of uh, perhaps an earthquake closing the parks. But I couldn't seem to find anything to really lock that down to figure out when that may have happened. But there was one particular closing in Disneyland that uh, was very interesting. This was the Yippee Takeover, uh, and I saw other names for it as I was doing some research, uh, where they called it like the Pow Wow Day. <laughs> and uh, 
the powwow day was basically all these yippies. They they were kind of like hippies, but they were not the, quite the same. They were actually part of a different movement from the Youth International Party, which was a political organization started by Jerry Rubin and Abby Hoffman in 1967. Uh, now they would uh, they would stage protests where they would say that they would were going to do weird things. Uh, in fact, when they were going into Disneyland, they said that they were going to liberate many. Uh, and a lot of other things that were quite ridiculous. They even at one point nominated Pegasus, which was a 145-pound pig for president in the 1968 Democratic National Convention. Uh, there was even an incident at the New York Stock Exchange when Hoffman and roughly about a dozen followers, followers marched into the visitors' gallery and they started throwing dollar bills onto the trading floor. Uh, they were anti-war, anti-capitalism, anti-establishment. They were just anti-everything, and uh, they weren't afraid to cause a bit of a ruckus. Uh, sounds a little bit familiar to some of the people running around these days. But August 6, 1970, on the 25th anniversary of the bombing of Hiroshima, the Yippies decided they were really upset about the uh, U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War and Bank of America, who was financing things, and Bank of America being a sponsor over at Disney. Well, let's just say the Yippies took exception to that and figured they wanted to uh, cause some problems. Now, they didn't manage to shut down the entire park... But, cast members say that they did get into Tom Sawyer Island, and Tom Sawyer Island ended up being closed. Now, the uh, Yippies had no problems with actually debasing Disney. In fact, there was a magazine, and I've, I looked at, saw the image. Uh, there was a magazine that was known as The Realist, uh, and the, the editor was Paul Grassner. He commissioned this artwork. Uh, they called, well... This is a family show, so I don't want to read what it was called, but let's just say they depicted a lot of Disney characters doing um, very adult things. Uh, and the most innocent would be, uh, you can see Pluto peeing on a picture of Mickey Mouse and Dumbo having flown over uh, Donald Duck and uh, dropped something on him. Uh, the rest of the activities going on in the photo, or not photo, but uh, the drawing um, are, is very um, R-rated, if not further uh, so uh, they really uh, were just disrespecting everything Disney. Uh, and, of course, it was post-Walt Disney being around. So, I mean, Walt, I'm sure uh, I've heard, of course, stories of his temper. I'm sure he would have been very upset about these people ruining his park. Now, basically what happened on this day, on August 6th, they were cursing and they were chanting, Ho, 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 Chi Minh, ho, 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 Chi Minh is going to win, raising a Vietnam flag and smoking marijuana. And uh, pretty much ran everybody out of Tom Sawyer Island. They even, according to reports, were saying free Charlie Manson, Manson as they were smoking their uh, marijuana. Now, they got kind of bold after they managed to run people out of Tom Sawyer Island, and they tried to make their way down Main Street, USA, not realizing the riot police were there waiting for them. And they had already gotten now into fights with uh, what's known are listed in uh, some various websites as less radical tourists. But of course, you're ruining a vacation. You're behaving like that in front of my kids. You're doing all this stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can understand why some people would get end up getting into fights with these yippies. Um, and they were even, you know, they're running around with a marijuana flag. They're getting confrontational. They're marching down Main Street. So they start getting fights with, with guests. And the riot police start... You know, they had about 100 people there on Main Street and another 300 riot police waiting outside for any yippies that tried to get away. And in the end, after it was all broken up, they tried to go over to the Disneyland Hotel to keep the protests going, which did not work out for them. No serious injuries, but 23 people were arrested on charges ranging from disturbing the peace to drug possession. 
but this certainly got media attention, although Charles Manson remained in jail and Dis- and uh, Minnie Mouse is uh, still there. Uh, they didn't manage to liberate her. Uh, so yeah, the Disney parks have been closed for a, a variety of interesting reasons. Some of them weather-related, some of them uh, terror-related, and uh, one of them... Well, yippies that tried to shut down the park that uh, managed to take over Tom Sawyer Island. So this is not the first time this has happened, and let's hope it's the last. But uh, next hurricane comes through, it may happen again in Orlando, just for safety's sake. That's it for this week's History Lesson, D-Heads. Remember, you can find me on a podcast called Neverland to Disney and Beyond, where, as I've mentioned, I am head Lost Boy. They call me the Spider-Pan because every Lost Boy has to have a nickname. Lost girls don't get nicknames because... Well, girls are too clever. They don't get lost. But we do give nicknames to our pixies. Head on over to NeverlandPodcast.com and find out all about it and join in the fun we're having here in Neverland. Until next time, keep a pixie in your pocket. This summer at the Magic Kingdom, Mickey's Starland. At Epcot Center, it's Captain EO in 3D. The exciting Body Wars ride. The Fury of the Maelstrom. And now, the Disney MGM Studios theme park with Star Tours. The Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. And the Muppets. The Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. What a year to be here. There was mermaid Minnie, better down than Madagascar. She would kiss me anytime I up to Nice Then one day, the steam of love died out. Well, blow me down and pick me up. She swept him for a trout. Well, blow me down and pick me up. She was the captain's wife. Got a whale of a tail to tell you lies. A whale of a tail or two. About flapping fish and the girls I love them nights like this with a moon above. Whale of a tail and it's all true. I swear by my tattoo. There was Harpoon Hannah. Had a look that spelled out danger. My heart quivered when she whispered, Hi there, stranger. This is super important. We're all dressed as our favorite Disney Plus characters. Lisa, what are you? I'm a melting glacier that's doomed. Okay, that's plenty. Okay, I'm Po Peep, but I'm not using the crook. Where's the boy? I'm not going to do it. You're not going to make me do it. I don't care how much they paid. You put on that nose and ears or I'll take off yours.
Now everybody smile. Hello everyone, this is Dominic, and for years I did a segment here called Short Leash, and after a little break I'm back with a new segment covering Disney's long-awaited streaming service Disney+. Plus. This actually was supposed to be a short lease segment because last week I was planning a Disney trip and this week I was going to tell you a little bit more about that, especially dealing with my parents trying to navigate the My Disney Experience app. Three days before we were supposed to go, the parks closed worldwide, so the coronavirus took out that trip. Now, I am a high school teacher who takes a large group of people every two years to perform at the Magic Kingdom. So we were talking about 168 people. It costs roughly $1,000 for each person to go. So we're dealing with almost $170,000 trying to get refunded during this crisis. My parents who were going actually got all their money back right away. They didn't even have to rebook a trip for a later date. Uh, we're dealing with a much larger and much more moving part. So our tickets were returned but not yet refunded. Our bus was absolutely refunded almost immediately. And we're still waiting on word about our hotel room. Not every time I use a travel agent, but sometimes, and I lent my parents the person that we use when we take our trips, and seeing how fast that they were able to get their money back and refunded while I am still waiting makes me think that even though I can easily do a trip by myself, I think I'll always go through a third party that has travel insurance. So what was on the Disney Plus menu while I'm in quarantine? Well, for some reason, Moana. I was hanging out with the kids, I was watching a lot of stuff that I wanted to watch, and not a lot of stuff that they wanted to watch. And I figured, here's a movie that everybody's going to like, and everybody still does. It's actually uh, one of those movies that came out, kind of like Zootopia, and people quickly forgot about it. But it is a phenomenal movie. I go back to it. I think with Disney, Pixar, and Star Wars, and Marvel, all cranking out movies, sometimes these movies that were pretty good are almost immediately forgotten for the next big thing. So I might be going into some recent classics, like Big Hero 6 and the aforementioned Zootopia, or Inside Out. And the films that are really, really, really good, but are getting lost in a pile of really, 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 really good. Except for Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet. That thing was terrible. I watched a documentary about Disney animation and its ups and downs, which made me want to revisit The Black Cauldron. I made it 13 minutes in before the Don Bluthian nightmare just took over and I just couldn't watch it anymore. My sister just bought a dog, and my kids wanted a dog, so it was time to show them Old Yeller. <laughs> I was a major fan of 20,000 Leagues on the Ride. Disney Plus gave me a chance to see 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the movie. One of the cooler things is seeing the organ that they used in the Haunted Mansion and the replica that's over in the Florida park. It's in there. Check it out. If you can put it in the context of we were watching a movie that's over 60 years old, that actually holds up pretty well. My son rediscovered his love of the superhero squad, which is kind of fun. You're watching an 11-year-old find nostalgia on Disney Plus. So if you have kids, here's what my kids have been watching. Diary of a Future President. Disney Gravity Falls, Stargirl, and The Simpsons, which they can't seem to stop watching. It's find that really interesting. You would think early 90s satire would get dated, but it doesn't. They, they love it. It's weird. They produced a show called Shop Class, which is really interesting. It's kind of like a stem on steroids where kids go and build fun things, like a golf course, and you can watch uh, pro golfers try to play these kids' constructed mini golf course. It's formatted like a kid's cooking show, but, you know, useful. The new final last maybe season of the Clone Wars cartoon show is out and I am trying, trying so hard to enjoy the Clone Wars and it's not working. I really don't want to sift through all these seasons. Luckily Disney Plus put together a collection of the 20 most important episodes and I was going to watch it and then that menu disappeared. 
So I am once again trying to sift through the Clone Wars just so I can understand the last season. And because they're starting to integrate more and more of the cartoons into the movies, and it seems like I need like an extension course to understand anything that's going on in these films. And maybe we middle-aged people should just, you know, understand. You liked Star Wars when you were a kid. It's still being made for kids. You're not a kid anymore. Unlike Marvel and Harry Potter, this isn't a franchise that is going to mature. They make far too much money on selling toys, which middle-aged people are still buying anyway. I think the closest thing we're going to get to an adult-oriented Star Wars is The Mandalorian, and that's fine. Maybe we got to go adult live-action series and leave the cartoon stuff for the little guys. Of course, this may just be me. There might be a lot of middle-aged people like loving the Clone Wars. Who knows? But they can get their own review show, so there it is. Of what I saw, what would I recommend? Well, Shock Class, for sure. Moana, go revisit a classic. Old Yeller, also go visit a classic. Let your kids dive into their old favorites. If you're the type of person that could put a movie back into its context, watch 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And one thing that I didn't mention, because uh, I saw it in the theaters and wasn't too crazy about it, but my kids enjoyed it, was Frozen 2. They're releasing things a little bit faster now that we're all stuck at home. So, enjoy your quarantine. And I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or something you would like me to cover on Disney+. Plus. Reach out at Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I also can be found on the internet on Twitter at WDWPlanTunes. And on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDWPlanTunes or by visiting Plantoons.com. If you want to see a husband and wife make snarky cartoons about Disney World, that's where you go. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. lop-eared mongrel, fancy free without a family tree. But he could up and do it, and prove there's nothing to it, and that's how a good dog should be. Best dog on dog in the West. Old Yeller was a hunter, a rare and Karen hunter. Chase, he knew just how to run. And when he hunted trouble, he always found it double. And that's when old Yeller had fun. Here, Yeller, come back, Yeller. Best dog on dog in the West. Old Yeller was a fighter, a rootin' fighter. In any scrap, he knew just what to do. Although his coat was yeller, his old Texas heart was true blue. Here, yeller, come back, yeller. Best dog gone dog in the West. Best dog gone dog in the
Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, whether that's voiceover, acting, animation, original movies, you name it, there is somebody here this week that is no stranger to any of that. You know him from such great DCOM movies as Buffalo Dreams. He's been part of Shanghai Noon. He has new ventures on the horizon and so much more. We have none other than Simon Baker here. Welcome to Diz Radio. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, resume continues to impress. Great classics you've been part of. I guess the one thing I love to roll it into first, because everybody is always itching to find out is... How did you get into, you know, acting, television, you know, being on camera as a career? Uh, I started very young. I was nine years old. Uh, like anybody starts in the industry, you start as an extra. Uh, you start from ground ground and uh, work your way up. Uh, I worked on a show called White Thing 2. And uh, it was filmed uh, on, my, on my reserve in uh, Vancouver, Canada. And uh, I started doing that and uh the director came up to me and uh said this boy needs to be in acting and my mother uh sort of took me from there and i went on from there and went on doing other projects it was uh it was a blessing in disguise almost well, you know, and it's one of those things where now it has been a lifelong career of yours. Is being in front of the camera just something you realized came naturally and you loved it? It was a passion, you know, uh, with anything, with any sort of career, you need to know that you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your lows, you're going to have whatever you're going to have in your, in your, uh, in your career. But, uh, with acting, I took that on and, uh, it's always been a passion. Uh, I love doing, uh, I love being in front of the camera. Um, it's taking on different characters, being a part of my history and some shows, um, you know, meeting great people, being in, just being involved in that type of industry has always just been my passion. Well, you know, and with that too, you know, it, like I said, it has become fruitful where a lot of people have really loved a lot of the projects you've been part of, of course, you know, being in Shanghai Noon, things like that. But of course, with the new Disney Plus streaming service, um, you know, Buffalo Dreams, Disney Channel original movies have these huge fan followings because over the years, you know, they re everyone recalls when they sat down watching it and whatnot. What was it like being part of this DCOM movie that now is going to get a resurgence once again with the Disney Plus streaming platform? You know, my friend, uh, it's uh, to be a part of the uh, the Disney, just to be a part of Disney in any in any sense is amazing. But uh, to be a part of Buffalo Dreams, uh, we had uh, uh, you know it took a while when I first got casted on the show. Um, it was um, I almost forgot that I auditioned for the show because it was such a big long uh, wait over before it actually happened. Um, it may be because of the script writing. It may be because of the, the hold on production. Um, but when I got hired onto it, number one was I was doing a Disney show. Um, everybody's, you know, even myself, you know, when you go to Disney, Disneyland, or you have any sort of thought of Disney, it's, it's amazing. It, it brings, 
it makes you happy. It puts a smile on your face and it, you know, so when I got casted on the show, um, I had that sort of essence of, man, I'm a part of Disney and I'm going to be doing a show that is probably the first depiction of anything that Disney's ever done in its, uh, uh, film, uh, 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 career type talk, but, uh, we, it was amazing. Well, definitely, you know, and with that too, because like you said, being part of something with Disney, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It ends up getting these legs that will, you know, come across for years and years to come. Now in that film, you know, it had such great messages about working together and, you know, being one in society and items like that. And, you know, was that something that, you know, you really felt was at the time? Did you did you feel those same kind of values come out of it? Because it was very different than many of the poppy, fun, you know, kitschy kind of Disney movies. It had a lot more moral behind it for an uh, original movie. A hundred percent. Because I, I see it more now. And I, you know, I... I go around uh, and talking uh, to different uh, conferences and stuff like that and talking to uh, uh, Aboriginal youth, and I try to bring that up because, you know, unity and, and, and structure is 100% what we need. And it's not just, you know, Native people, Indigenous people. It's everybody because we're moving forward. We, we, have, to, we have to see what our you know, what our future holds. And with that, uh, the future holds is because humanity needs to come together. And in that situation, all of us, everybody, every, every person on this beautiful earth need to hold each other. And that's almost Disney's aspect. That's almost Walt's, you know, legacy is to have everybody to come together under one roof uh, or, or, or one cinematic uh, presence is how can we be together? And when that came, you know, with, with the, the script of Buffalo Dreams, that's what it brought. It was, it was, it was beautiful to see that, you know, it doesn't matter. We just want to, we want to see accolades of, of how we can be friends and how, how kids can come together and, and, you know, make something happen. And it doesn't matter what the color of our skin is. Uh, we just hold hands and we can make something go together because our minds and our souls uh, go towards that. Definitely. You know, and it's one of those, it is that constant message of unity and being together. And, and with that, of course, you know, on, of course, you're, you're working on a film and everybody loves it. Was it like one big family on there? Were there a lot of fun days on set? Because, you know, you got a bunch of kids with dirt bikes. <laughs> All of us loved it. We were, in, uh, we were in Utah, Salt Lake City. We got to go up to all the all the great mountains and then, you know, hang out at great places and, you know, our stunts and everything. We just biked together, hung out and yeah. How can you, what can you, you know, I was 19 years old and, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't pick anything better than, you know, being on a bike, biking around Utah and uh, also, uh, filming a Disney show. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, I guess with that too, because as I mentioned before we move on to other things, you know, of course, Disney fans are always over the top. They recognize you. Do you still get recognized to this day for doing Buffalo Dreams ever so often? Or have you ever encountered any of those fans where that movie really touched their heart? You know, my friend, um, I never even thought about it. But, you know, as, <laughs> you know, Disney Plus, as, as Disney Plus Channel just came out, so many more people are coming in like, hey, you're, you know, you're Thomas from, uh, uh, um, uh, from Buffalo Dreams. And I said, yeah, so you, I didn't know that you guys knew this. And it's like, and it's become on, uh, Disney Plus, it's almost become like one of those, uh, um, reference shows that, you know, everybody gets to see or sees it. And, um, it's, <laughs> What can you say? With being a part of Disney and making such a great film, um, what do you say, my friends? You know, <laughs> you get you get you get noticed. My friends that I work with, my uh, my buddies, we're all fathers now, and now we're now I pass on my shows to my daughter and son, and you know they love the show now. You know, that's that's what Disney holds is. It just gets better in time, and it keeps on going, and everybody sees how great it goes. Definitely. Now, aside from just Disney and so many other things, you're, you're constantly working in so many different projects and other things and over the years. Um, have you really, you know, because you love being in front of the camera, is there any of those other projects that you worked on that was almost like this dream come true moment where you got to work with somebody and you're like, I've been waiting to work with them? Were they kind of kind of inspired you to try a little bit more? Uh, you know what? After uh, after I was filming Buffalo Dreams, I was in my I was in my trailer and uh, uh, my agent called me and he said, "There's a there's a project that you should probably audition for, and uh, this is." This will be right up your lane. And I said to my agent, I was like, I've been gone for so long, I just need to go home. But he said, just audition for it. Do a do a taping in your trailer and we'll get it out. And I said, okay. So I did, a, did this taping. Forgot about it, almost like what happened with uh, Buffalo Dreams. And uh, I got a call. I got a call from uh, this this amazing man that uh, maybe people know, and his name was uh, Ron Howard, and uh, he was doing a, a, a show called The Missing, and uh, I did The Missing, and then from The Missing, I worked with, you know, on The Missing, I worked with Tommy Lee Jones, Kate Blanchett, you know, you're a part of Imagine Productions. And then I went from The Missing, and then I worked with uh, Steven Spielberg on uh, Into the West. And uh, Into the West really touched home for me because uh, it was uh, the first show that I got to be number one on the, the billing, and uh, uh, I got the actual call. I got brought into the studio to talk with him about doing that, and uh, that came from Buffalo Dreams. You know, working with, you know, working with Disney and probably my name got handed around because of Disney. And I went in and worked with these amazing 
people that are in the industry that have been the the forefront of our industry and I've my bucket list got uh, a couple check marks on it <laughs> and uh and I worked with them and it was beautiful and in in that sense when we talk about uh you know the history or you know of of unity and in, in uh how we how we come together uh these stories almost depicted that also well and and with that too like you said you got a couple of names off your bucket list got to you know really get out there and you know expand your wings get out there you know working within the industry with some of the some of the great names that are out there and with that you brought up unity and nature and whatnot and i guess that leads us into what are you working on now that reflects much of that so uh for the last seven years uh I've been working on a show called uh, Native Planet. Uh, and Native Planet uh, really, really depicts who and what, what, what really comes from me. Um, uh, it's on APTN. Uh, it's called Aboriginal uh, People's Television Network in uh, Canada here. Uh, it's also, also on FX in, uh, in the United States. But, um, so I travel the world for the last seven years. I've been traveling the world, uh, seeing environmental and cultural issues, uh, which is, uh, one of the biggest forefronts that, uh, indigenous people are fighting right now. And that, and not in that spec, it's what we all are fighting. Um, you know, our mother earth, what we live on and, you know, what we call our earth and what we, what we sustain with themselves. Um, what I've been doing is seeing every nation and indigenous in the most exotic places around the world and uh, talking to them and seeing what the problem is and where can we, where can we as a humanity do better. So this is just touched down home and I've been working on this. I can't complain because I travel the world and uh, I get paid for it. But at the same sense, I get to listen and learn from these places that, you know, you can't go on Expedia or uh, Trivago and uh, find these type of experiences. I go firsthand and uh, talk with these people. Well, and with that too, like you said, you're, you're able to travel to all these areas that are, you know, little known, you know, like you said, you can't go to Expedia and just travel there. Now in all of these, over the course of all these years, is there one specific time you've gone out and it just really, you know, you finished shooting that day and it was this wow moment where you're just like, this was the most amazing thing I have ever uncovered or, or been part of. Since I've been shooting this, uh, uh, filming the show, um, I almost have a, 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 that type of experience every time the camera rolls because there's stories, there's involvement that really is 100% truth. You know, it makes my job very easy, but at a sense, um, I'm a listener. And, you know, with with my people, uh, number one, my father always used to say, if you listen, you learn. And if you learn, then you have to teach. So in that essence, that's where I'm going from. You know, I, I go out and see these great 
great cultural places that know themselves and they're trying to they're fighting the fight of of humanity of their culture and they bring me in and they understand as myself being an indigenous man from the Squamish nation they say you know we want him to come here and listen and you know learn from us and maybe somebody around down the road will understand or you know come and help or you know we're all we're all in this together you know it's it's a fight for for our for our environment you know it's it's the biggest thing that's out there in 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 the media and everything is you know how is how is our earth going to sustain when we're when we're doing so much damage to it so you know it's just my little my little contribution of trying to show and in my best way. Well, definitely, you know, and it and it's beyond just a small contribution. You've been doing it for so many years, you know, ex, you know, bringing this exposure to people and touching their lives, you know. So whether it's on film doing a movie, you know, going and listening and showing people these great new experiences and learning and and growing that way. Um, you know, now over that, you know, with all of this and it doesn't seem to be slowing down for you, I guess, is there any positive feedback you've had when you've gone to places where you really have touched certain people's lives because they saw an episode of Native Planet and they're like, you know, that really inspired me to make a difference or take charge or really follow suit? Well, that's what I'm trying to pass on is, you know, um, even in my little efforts or, you know, what I do best is is filming and in media and trying to pass that on. You know, I'm I'm not a scientist. I'm not a you know I'm not David Suzuki, but I am a man that cares about you know our culture and where we can go and what we can do together. Um, that's that's the number one thing is what I want to pass on to everybody is how can we go together when we're separated and divided? We can't. We need to come together and understand that everybody's everybody's culture, everything that we have is is meaningful. And, you know, as we talk right now and as we are on the, you know, Disney radio show, um, that's almost what Walt wanted, you know, to bring everybody under one roof and make us all understand that being happy and, and you know, unified is is how we can go go forward. Definitely. Now, I guess with that, too, and moving forward, I guess, you know, so many different things going on. This is what you're doing now. Do you have anything in the works uh, aside from this? Or are you just continuing on your quest uh, with Native Planet right now? Or are you going to be out speaking or anything else? I ha- I just got back from uh, North Dakota. I was down in Fargo speaking down there. But uh, I actually have uh, two uh, movie productions going on. And I I can't divulge too much into that, but uh, I will be <laughs> I will be uh, back on the big screen very soon. I got uh, two productions coming up in this new year, but also I do have uh, season three of Native Planet coming around. Uh, it's uh, nine episodes. We'll be filming again, more exotic as exotic as we can get, and uh, passing on the good word. 
Very cool. Well, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in here and talk with us, take this time, you know, the trip to the past, trip to the future and the current. But I guess for everybody listening in whose lives you've touched, whether that's through Native Planet, going and speaking at places, as well as, you know, even things like, you know, Disney Channel original movies where people have grown up, they've watched these and they're passing them on to their children as well. Is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for anybody listening in whose lives you've touched and you haven't even known it? Uh, just, just be humble and love, you know, love everything that you have around you and, uh, experience as much as you can. And, uh, everybody that you encounter, uh, appreciate them because life is short and, uh, we can all learn from each other. Very good. Well, you know, it was our pleasure, like I said, once again, having you on, chat with us, of course, you know, passing on to new generations, future generations, and spreading the good word out there. So thank you once again, Simon, for stopping in, chatting with us, and taking the time out of your busy schedule. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for having me, man. It's uh, been a pleasure, and it's great to uh, bring up uh, uh, the old history books of uh, Buffalo Dreams. It was a great show. I love filming it. I love everybody on it. And uh, uh, I hope everybody gets to enjoy it as much as I did.
times of old, the world was full of wonder and magic. But times change. I'm a mighty warrior! Morning, Mom! Hey, birthday boy! By the laws of yore, I must dub thee a man today. Kneel before me. That's okay. I have a gift from your dad. He just said to give you this when you were both over 16. <gasps> no way! It's a wizard staff. Dad was a wizard! What? Your dad was an accountant. This spell brings him back. For one whole day, Dad will be back. What? Back? Like back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm gonna meet Dad. Part. Oh, what did I do? Hi. We only have 24 hours to bring the rest of him back. Until then, ta-da! Oh, that's great, Dad. You look just like I remember. <laughs> you got a problem, Shane? We have a full tank. No, that doesn't work. Growth spell! We grow the can, and then the gas inside will grow with it. Oh. Elbows up. I'm trying to focus here. Focus. Focus. Oh, wait, oh, it. it worked! The can is huge! And the van is huge! And you're... Oh, no. Hi guys and welcome back to Disney Parks in 5 with myself Daryl here on um, Diz Radio. Um, really sorry I haven't been around the last few weeks, I've been struggling myself with a few illnesses and stuff, but I'm back and ready to dive into this full pelt. Now, there isn't too much to talk about really, if you think about it, we're in, everyone's in a big lockdown because of this coronavirus and all the Disney parks worldwide right now are shut. There's a few bits of news just before sort of the park shut down um, that it was talked about so so let's start with uh, Disney World's Haunted Mansion uh, it actually had a four day long unscheduled shutdown um, again we're not too sure the reasons why I heard there was probably the dune buggies uh, but from also what I've read there were situations with the lights turning on in the mansion and even a door to the maintenance room being opened now after this was sorted out again Haunted Mansion went down for a um, a, a big shutdown again with all the riders getting evacuated less than 48 hours after the attraction opened which doesn't sound overly great for the Haunted Mansion now I do know that in August Haunted Mansion is meant to go down for quite some time for, for a revamp so hopefully that gets, uh, gets all the stuff sorted out um, then also being released recently is um, the cancellation of the 2020 Star Wars Rival Run weekend um, because of the coronavirus and the guidelines being updated sort of every day Walt Disney World and the Disney Company have decided to cancel that 
let's move off the bad news uh, sort of of the parks and the, the closures um, of the Haunted Mansion and the cancellation of the uh, Disney run event. Now this is a rumour um, and I don't know how true this is and obviously as I get more news I'll keep you guys updated but apparently Disney have filed plans for the demolition of Stitch's Great Escape um, which is look it's not used much anymore it'd be really good to actually get something in there I've heard rumours that it could be a Wreck-It Ralph um, attraction which would be phenomenal I absolutely love Wreck-It Ralph it'd be great to see a lot more of him and Vanellope in the parks now again I'll keep you updated with this as much as possible the more it comes out and it is literally at the moment I believe just a rumour um, but that is a massive rumour for me which will make the parks again even better than what they are now now there really isn't too much great news obviously about the parks at the moment but we do have a couple of really interesting and awesome bits of news from Animal Kingdom we have had two babies born in the past two weeks or so we've had a baby zebra and a baby porcupine uh, be welcome into the Animal Kingdom world um, which is great news for the parks that things are still going on Animal Kingdom especially with the animals because obviously they can't be shut down people still have to go in and look after them as key workers as well so that's fantastic news for all, all of Disney worldwide let's move on to a little bit what's going to happen what is happening and what's going to happen in the future um, now all construction has stopped in Walt Disney World because of the virus but with the 50th year coming up next year um, I can't wait for things like Tron um, all the Epcot uh, expansions just the festivities itself will be really really great and that hopefully can be done in time obviously with the shutdown and with the construction stopping now hopefully we still get that in time ready to go for next year I can't wait to visit next year I'm going out there for my honeymoon um, in October which is going to be brilliant just hopefully that everything uh, that is being done right now will be ready and up and ready to go like Tron, Ratatouille, a lot of the Epcot stuff uh, it really is something I can't wait to see it is a real shame that the parks are down at the moment because obviously we all love the Disney parks and seeing a lot of the vlogs and listening to news but there's really not too much overly going on at the moment so i'll try and keep you all updated with new guidelines i know this morning as i'm recording this that disney have extended their closures into april now so they're not planning on opening again april 1st it's into april um around about the 19th that the closure is extended to at the moment but i'm sure that will extend again as new guidelines come out as i said i'll try and keep you all updated with as much news as possible as we go you can also find me at the mouse and his pals podcast with two friends of mine and i run a website called the jurassicmouse.com so please come find me there. if you have any questions please find me please talk to me and please keep listening to Diz radio which is one top amazing podcast thank you guys and i hopefully will speak to you again as of next week ladies and gentlemen boys and girls Welcome to the Magic Kingdom, where dreams come true. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's big celebration. Oh, Minnie, uh, don't you think we ought to wait for Mickey? Oh, don't worry, he's on his way, and he's bringing a big surprise. But now, it's time for us to get things started. Is everybody all set? Then let's go!
Caitlin here with the Wonderful Women of Disney, a new segment that shines a light on women from the Walt Disney Company's past and present. A highly talented artist with a marvelous sense for decoration and color who contributed immensely to the good taste and beauty of our pictures. That is what Walt Disney had to say about Sylvia Holland, the second woman to be hired into the story department at Disney in 1938. Holland was born on July 20, 1900, in Ampfield, Great Britain. She began her career with Universal Studios, but decided to join Walt Disney Studios in the later 1930s after seeing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Determined to keep her family afloat as a middle-aged widow, she was ready and willing to take on responsibilities as the first female story director at the studios. She is most notably remembered for her work shaping Fantasia into the ethereal love letter to music nature and the arts that it is. According to Time Magazine, she worked closely with the visual effects department, even taking a small group of artists and special effects designers to Idlewild Nature Center east of Los Angeles. Fantasia pushed the boundaries of what animation was and could be during that time. From glistening dewdrops to snowflakes sprinkling the sky, they sought to bring a depth and realism to the animation of Fantasia not yet seen in their industry and they created new technology to bring it about, including the initial iterations of the multiplane camera. Additionally, Holland contributed important story ideas for Fantasma segments, such as Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker and Beethoven's Pastoral Symphony. Later in her career, Holland provided concept art for Bambi and worked on the story of Make Mine Music. When asked about her time at Walt Disney Studios, Holland offered that she immensely enjoyed the work she did on Fantasia, although she did have problems with a few male artists who did not like taking orders from a woman. Luckily, they did, and it seems like we have Sylvia Holland to thank for much of Fantasia's masterpiece. Elastigirl said it best, leave the saving of the world to the men? I don't think so. We can handle this. Have a nice day. Thank you. 
Heads, you're listening to Disney on Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's Final too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Kari only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney on Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig, you know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will.
All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp once again. BMX biking and so many other things, touring around the world, and so much more with Simon Baker. Thank you once again, Simon, for stopping in and talking with us about Buffalo Dream, Shanghai New, Native Planet, and all the great things that you were working on, and reminding us how we need to take care of the planet, and of course, support one another. Thank you, Simon, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Aaron, Dominic, Jeremy, Frank, Caitlin, and Daryl, all stopping in with your signature segment. Without you, there'd be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out here at the show. Definitely connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. They don't bite. They want to hear from you. And now more than ever, you have all the time to do that with the D-Team. And most of all, thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there truly would be no show. We wouldn't be here celebrating our 10-year anniversary all year long in 2020 if it wasn't for you, the D-Heads, embracing the show, coming back every week emailing us, interacting, and letting us know how special our show is. So thank you, the D-Heads, for getting us to the 10-year anniversary mark. Now, next week, we have somebody very special stopping in, somebody that may have been hinted to earlier on here in the show. But before we clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Diz Radio Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, you name it. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U or Disney On Demand. All three ways will help you find our fun, unique, different kind of Disney show. And if you want to stay connected instantly, you can't wait to hear the magic in your ears right away. All you have to do is go to iTunes, Stitcher, your radio the podcast device of your choosing hit subscribe right there and get the latest shows as they get released for your iphone your android and listen right there and remember you can even ask alexa and say alexa please play disney blues Diz radio podcast and you get the latest shows as they get released instantly and if you can't remember any of that all you have to do is go to disradio.com d-i-z radio.com and find all these links there as well so, all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to press on, and next week we have a fun one stopping in. As we kick into April, as we are in lockdown, as we're trying to beat this coronavirus, we have somebody very special. Somebody that, you know, had a little bit of a bout with Steve Martin. He was getting married. He also took some adventures in babysitting and has a little bit of issues with kryptonite. I'm going to leave it at that. So, until next week, all of you D-heads... Take time, slow down, and as I always say, never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You you can't always make memories. So remember, slow down, make the magic, make the memories happen, and remember, we're all in this together. It is one very, very small world. Let's be there for each other. Until next week, all of you D-heads, have a fantastic weekend. There's so much that we share that it's done
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.